Welcome to Getting Credit, a podcast focusing on financial markets, corporate credit, and timely insights from Pacific Funds. Here's your host, Dominic Nolan, CEO of Pacific Asset Management, the sub-advisor for the Pacific Funds Fixed Income Strategies. Hello, and thank you for tuning into number 50, the Big Five O. In the next 10 minutes, I will touch on Q4 markets, a potential Fed pivot, reflections on 2022, thoughts on 23, fixed income markets, and finish with a quick reflection. Let's begin. Let's start with market action in November. It's actually been a strong Q4 for markets. The S&P index was up 8% in October and 5.5% in November. So the Santa Claus rally seems to be continuing. In November, I would say international equities had a huge rally. The MSCI EFI index was up 11%, with the Emerging Market Index up 15 In my opinion, that performance was a reflection of dollar decline. Shifting over to the bond market, rates dropped. You had the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Index up 3.7%. High-yield bonds were up 2%. Bank loans were up 1%. So in general, Q4 has been quite good. If you go back to the beginning of the year, inflation was our base trigger, which was caused by monetary stimulus and supply disruptions, among other factors. So you had rates move up substantially higher in the first half. Well, fast forward this year, investors are really discounting discounting cash flows and beginning to price in a slowdown. And what is unusual in this market is consensus is there's going to be a recession. And rarely do you have street consensus of an upcoming recession. So it's, in my opinion right now, the quote, obvious recession. With this quote, obvious recession, conditions, you know, monetary conditions are tightening, demand is slowing. So you have rates moving lower. In early summer, consensus was 30% chance of recession. We're seeing consensus now around you know, 50 to 60% chance of recession. Let's shift over to the Fed and a potential pivot. As we're recording this, the Fed had its December meeting yesterday following four consecutive 75 basis point hikes, the Fed raised rates by 50 basis points yesterday. So the target range is now four and a quarter to four and a half. The vote was unanimous, but they're expect to have an increasing possibility or probability of dissents in upcoming meetings. The overall tone though, was not what the market had hoped. The market was hoping for a slight pivot indicating an ending of the terminal rate, possible, uh, Uh, guidance on how long they would keep policy tight. Essentially, the markets are now adjusting because after the narrative, they expect the Fed to be restricted for a sustained period. And Chair Powell made a reference to the fact that they have a long ways to go, quote, not sufficiently restrictive policy stance yet. This was taken very poorly by the markets and you saw a sell-off in yesterday's market. And this is being recorded on December 15th, another sell-off again today. The median Fed funds for 23 rose 50 basis points and now sits at about five and an eighth. So that implies another 75 basis points of hikes to go, which would indicate a hike in the February meeting and a hike in the March meeting. Median basis points for 2024 also rose and for 25 also rose. So you had expectations on the curve essentially rise 25 to 50 basis points after yesterday's meeting. Again, very hawkish relative to 
what the Fed was indicating over the past 30 days or what the market thought the Fed would be doing. To add further to that, markets were expecting a possible rate cut in 2023. Now that does not seem to be the case and rates won't be lowered till 2024. As I sit and think about the Fed's positioning, I think my my concern is they're anchoring to 2% sustained inflation. All the stimulus that's come into the system I believe there is a likelihood that normalized inflation is actually over 2%. So if you have the Fed anchoring to two, that may lead to, again, a longer than needed tight monetary policy. And they end up sinking the economy worse than needed because they're anchoring to a rate that is below normalized inflation. We'll see how that plays out. But right now that lingers in the back of my head is, is a possible next Fed mistake. With this being the last podcast of the year, I want to share with you a couple of my takeaways from this year. One, and for the first time in a while, labor has more leverage than capital. And think about the past few decades, capital has dramatically outperformed labor. With globalization and technology helping productivity and earnings, companies were able to make, make more money with people working harder and the average worker not being able to keep up. Now companies need bodies especially skilled people. So the leverage of the worker is higher. And you have a situation now where revenues are up, but margins are down. And we haven't had that in a long time. Two, markets to me still remain in a central bank world. When we look at November, 2021, that's when the Fed started their bearish narrative. Markets really have been weak since. The Fed is the world's largest provider of liquidity of the reserve currency, and so from that standpoint, markets are very dependent upon their view on liquidity. And then three, despite all the speculation and hype and meme stocks, et cetera, eventually fundamentals play out. Take a look at what's happened to tech. Take a look at cryptos. Conversely, take a look at energy. Take a look at bond prices. Fundamentals eventually play out. It just takes time. And it's really unpredictable when that happens. So I fast forward, what do I see for 2023? First, consensus is a recession is coming. It's been a long time since we've had that agreement and sentiment's extremely bearish. So with that standard view, say, oh, we're going to have a recession. While that may be true, the other side is, well, what does that mean for markets? When you have a situation where consensus is a recession and sentiment's bad, it tells me a lot of bad stuff is already priced in which usually means there's a great buying opportunity. Let's see how that goes. Two, I think bonds are going to have their day. I mean, let's be honest. It's been a horrible year for bonds. Year to date, the S&P is down about 13%. The ag is down 12 and a half. It's been a horrible year. You've had a ton of volatility and you've had equity-like volatility in bonds. But with that asset class being reset, I think they will have their day versus equities. And three, I think we have some landmines that are coming. If you think about repricing as the Fed tightened, liquid markets were repriced immediately. I think semi-liquid markets are being repriced now. An example of that would be real estate. We still haven't had illiquid markets reprice, which is typically private equity and private debt. It wouldn't surprise me, and I would even expect there to be some landmines that pop up in the illiquid markets in 2023. Now, what about opportunities in fixed income? Beginning in July took the position that I felt credit was attractive 
when you look through where levels are, the aggregate index right now has a yield to worst of four and a half. It was over 5% a month ago, so it's rallied. Average price of bonds around $89. When you look through to investment grade credit, yields are still over 5%. Triple B yields are sitting around six. As of November 30th, high yield bonds have a yield to worst of over eight and a half percent. Average price of 87. Again, I think there is a ton of protection with the coupons in fixed income. When we look through the bank loans, current yield of about nine and three quarters, average price of 92. And when you look through to leverage loans or bank loans, they're down 1% this year. It's been a great defensive trade. Coupons are now in the high single digits with the Fed expecting to remain hawkish. I maintain my constructive view. So with all that, I will conclude this year's podcast with a personal reflection. I've been asked several times over the past week or two what I would like for the holidays. I gave a corny answer, but it was a very sincere one. What I want is to continue improving my relationship with time, energy, my health. Those are extremely valuable relationships to me. And the reality is I don't have any of those three. Nothing else matters much. I don't have the time to do what I want to do, the energy to do it, or the health to do it. All this other stuff that we may chase after doesn't really matter. That is my true wish for the holidays and the new year. I'll leave you with that. Thank you again. Hope you have a safe and happy holiday. Stay tuned. The views in this commentary are as of the date recorded and are presented for informational purposes only. These views should not be construed as investment advice, an endorsement of any security mutual fund, sector, or index, or to predict performance of any investment. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice, as market and other conditions warrant. Any performance data quoted represents past performance, which does not guarantee future results. Any forward-looking statements are not guaranteed. All material is compiled from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. All third-party trademarks referenced belong to respective owners. Pacific Funds and Pacific Asset Management LLC are registered service marks of Pacific Life Insurance Company. Pacific Life Insurance Company is the administrator for Pacific Funds. It is not a fiduciary and therefore does not give advice or make recommendations regarding insurance or investment profit.